0: Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay.
1: Welcome to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Have you had your tacos yet today? I haven't. But I plan to, <laughs> you yeah, know, I'm always thinking about food. In fact, uh, I was actually just perusing some tweener recipes. That, those are the yummy recipes that take place between Thanksgiving and Christmas time. So I'm always looking for something yummy to eat. Uh, you can always email me, whether it's topic ideas, guest suggestions, you want to rant to me about something, or if you want to share a yummy recipe, email me at dot Show.com, or you can slide into my DMs on any of the socials at K. If you miss any part of the show, don't forget you can always listen at the podcast wherever you download your podcast. So much to uh, share with you guys tonight. Breaking news today, everything from the border to um, what's happening in Israel and actually even a couple of stories you might not be hearing much about in the news. Before we go any further, got to bring in this dude. He's bringing the he's bringing the heat every night of the week as my sidekick. He may be a side dish, but he's often the main ingredient of the show. It is, of course, I'm talking about the one and only DJ Sesame Broccolini. I love me some Sesame Broccolini. This
2: guy, fiery like a dragon, rawr, rawr, like a dungeon dragon, high heat, broccolini. <laughs> Happy Taco Tuesday. I'm not sure Ooh. if you saw what's going on at the airport, but uh, they got hundreds of migrants just being mm-hmm. bussed straight from the border to the airport. And I'm not sure what the plan is, but clearly there is no plan. So. Look, I mean, the city of San Diego's got to figure this out. I I know we'll talk about it more, but I just—I'm not—I wanted to get your take on that because it's—it's a big pressing local thing, and people in, in San Diego have noticed it, especially in the last few years since Biden's been in office.
1: Well, yeah, especially if you uh, were going to fly over Thanksgiving weekend, you might have noticed there's a few hundred illegal aliens camped out at the airport ready to take the next flight out. And you might be asking yourself, OK, how are they able to get on a plane if they don't have proper ID? How are they able to pass through the TSA checklist if they don't have proper ID? Oh, silly child, because the proper ID comes in the form of uh, the Department of Homeland Security, who has pe- taken your money and bought these people. A plane ticket, and by the way, there's no air marshals right now. Yeah, we're going to spend a little bit more time on the border late, uh, later on in the show because it's absolutely insane, in particular what uh, Secretary Mayorkas had to say. But I wanted to start with something different on tonight's Andrea Kay Show because um, I did want to forget about this story, and this is a story you're probably not going to hear anywhere, and it has to do with the Israel. Uh, Hamas attacks, and remember, I think we talked about it on the Andrea K show a couple of weeks ago. There was a big dust up between Candace Owens and somebody else. Her, oh, her boss Ben Shapiro at uh, Daily Wire. And it had to do with comments that she had made about Israel where basically, you know, her her viewpoint was, you know, it's, you know, um, it's an overseas problem, you know, not really our issue to deal with. And she then went on Tucker Carlson and pretty much the both of them said the same thing. And what struck me as so strange is that Candace Owens is considered to be one of the brightest conservative thinkers that we have in the movement. Yet she is completely unable to connect the dots, as well as Tucker Carlson, as to what this means for the United States. They both consider it an overseas problem. Went on to say that human nature involves selfishness, and if you are if you have any um, quote emotions involved in this Israel story, it's because you're Jewish, and and and. You have family over there or property over there. It's not because you're a US citizen, because we don't have any, we don't have a dog in this hunt, which is absolutely insane to me. I don't want to hear any more about how Candace Owens and Tucker Carlson are the smartest people in conservatism because they're not. If they do not understand how what's happening over there is absolutely about us, there is a war going on against Western civilization. Israel just happens to be over there around the world in the middle of all of these nation states that share the ideology of Hamas. Which is that we're all, in, if you're not uh, on their side of Allah, then you're an infidel and you deserve to be wiped out. And one of the concerns that I've had as American citizens since 9-11 is how we have been apologizing to the same people with this ideology and welcoming them into not just our com- our country, but into every area of our government. Case in point. So this ideology affects us because they want to destroy us. That's why we've got terrorists flooding across the border. And it certainly affects us because while we face this war, if our own government is infiltrated by people who share this ideology, who's going to be fighting on our behalf? I.e. the American citizens that are part of Western civilization. Case in point, there is a senior CIA official. Oh, and by the way, let me remind you that immediately – On the day, well, actually, this the attack happened on October seventh. The next day, one of the first things I said was, "How did the United States not know about this in advance?" Same question I had for Israel. Here could be a reason: a senior CIA official has been caught posting pro-Palestinian content on social media. How senior? Of a central intelligence agency official is this? Oh, it's just someone uh, who is uh, the associate deputy director for analysis, Amy McFadden, who posted a photo of a man waving a Palestinian flag, which is often used. It's it's a common picture that's used in articles critical of Israel. It's since been taken down, but this Amy McFadden served as the CIA Directorate of Analysis front office since 2020. Other than the director of the CIA, they really don't get a whole lot higher than this individual. In fact, uh, McFadden worked uh, was a deputy in the Office of North Africa, the Arabian and Pen- Arabian Peninsula, and regional uh, analysis, and later was the director of the President's Daily Brief. Of course, the excuses are uh, immediately coming underway. The officer is a career analyst with extensive background in all aspects of the Middle East. And this post was not intended to express a position on the conflict. Oh, it wasn't? On October 21st, this person posted a a pro-Palestinian flag on their social media site? That's That's not to express an opinion? Let me tell you, if I post a picture of some fried chicken, that's me saying this looks yummy to me okay this uh, this person um was was jointly responsible for managing all of the analysis distributed within the CIA, pretty much in charge of it all. Oh yeah, extensive extensive experience, I would say. and how was that the question is how was that experience being used? Is that experience being used in a manner which provided opportunity for the Associated Press and Reuters and CNN and other journalists to be embedded with the terrorists as they wrote in to maim and destroy? And by the way, if you have not been reading and updating yourself on what they actually did, what they did was so barbaric. I can't even describe it here. Including taking dead bodies into Gaza, Gaza, which were hoisted up after they were stomped on by local Palestinians in Gaza. They were hoisted and raped and all kinds of mutilation things that were done to them. Then they were hoisted up on poles to be cheered at by Palestinians. I don't want to hear any more about pro-Palestinians. When the Palestinians were doing things like catching an escaped hostage and returning them to Hamas and cheering on the brutality and and participating in what would the brutality, I, there's not even words strong enough to describe what these people have celebrated over there. This, In a separate post, this official posted a photo with the words, Free Palestine, overlaid on the image. A CIA spokesperson has said CIA officers are committed to analytic objectivity, which is at the core of what we do as an agency. CIA officers may have personal views, but this does not lessen their or CIA's commitment to unbiased analysis. Really? Is this I I mean, who who is supposed to believe that? Is there anybody out there who believes this person is objective in any way? and by the way the people defending the cia today aren't they the same people that have been accusing the cia of all kinds of terroristic activities around the world against other countries suddenly they love the cia oh i guess well, i guess so right because they're doing the bidding of the communist and the islamist in our government Reagan Reese tweeted out, Biden's anti-Semitism envoy will go in public to repeat Hamas casualty numbers, but behind the scenes is ignoring outreach from at least one Jewish organization that spoke uh, to the Daily Caller. I'm not not sure if that's the same intelligence uh, uh, official, um, but um, former intelligence officials have said that the Post were unusual and expressed surprise that an official in a sensitive position would publicly post views on a charged issue uh, when it's contrary to Biden's administration's support for Israel. I would think that the shock would be that this person's still employed, was employed at all in the CIA, and is still employed. Am I supposed to believe that these public posts were the first time anybody knew what this person's individual beliefs were? And by the way, am I supposed to believe That the issue is that this person was posting something contrary to Biden, as though Biden's position is really any different? The Biden administration is practicing the same tactic that the Islamists do. They believe it's absolutely justified to lie to your face. One former official said um, that it shows glaringly poor judgment. Well, that's kind of a small, that's kind of an understatement of the year. Uh, Another said that uh, members were alarmed that the official's public stance could undermine perceptions of objectivity in the CIA. Oh, you think? (laughs) Yeah, obviously. Or obvi, as the kids say today. By the way, that should not be the concern right now of any former intelligence official. What they should be concerned about is how terrorists have infiltrated the U.S. government. Because this is a terrorist movement that is being supported by someone at the highest levels of our central intelligence agency. We're on the wrong side of terror in this country. The government is. And these are the same officials that are using the counterterrorism movement to look away from her and away from other Islamic terrorists in the government and coming across our border and roaming around among us. And they're targeting Americans. In fact, remember how I mentioned about the border and how uh, the air marshals are not even flying anymore? They're on something called a quiet mission. And what they've been doing is going and following anybody that flew into uh, on Jan 6 or, or on or about Jan 6 anywhere in the D.C. area. That's what they're focused on right now. Anything you want to add, Sesame Broccolini, before I take a break?
2: Well, it just makes me it makes me very, very nervous, especially because even Christopher Ray, like you're saying, is admitting that we have terror cells in this country at this point. The border is wide open. The The Rainbow Bridge incident, they say officially there's no connection to terrorism. I don't buy it. I think that car attack, I think that was heading probably for the Macy's Day parade for Thanksgiving. And I, I don't. It's just I I don't relish saying any of this, but it feels like the U.S. government for a while. I thought maybe they just they just hate us or something, but it's more like just a complete utter disregard for any sort of safety or order at all. Um, I don't even know how to respond to this kind of situation as as a citizen. I don't know what we can do at this point because this government is just so illegitimate Um, and they're using taxpayer dollars to. pay for non taxpayer dollars hotel rooms and and they're and they're using our money to go after us and to censor us and silence us and beat us into submission and and it's all you know the backdrop is of course a cultural conquest so this open borders policy from this administration is getting people killed it's creating all sorts of problems and it's like think about all these people that have come into this country i don't know if they're connected to gangs or anything officially but people don't just come to this country for free Usually they, they they take out a loan. Somebody foots the bill and they have to send money back to that cartel or that cartel connected individual. We're opening the doors and all the floodgates to terrorists to terrorist sympathizers. I don't know, but I'm just I feel like we're on the verge of some kind of major attack. On our soil, not from a group that's coming, you know, from from the Arab world, but a group or I guess they have, but they're inside this country. It's it's homegrown, it's domestic. And this government's all about, in theory, protecting us from all threats foreign and domestic, but we've got plenty of both and the government's not doing anything about it. So well, it's
1: frustrating. In fact, I would venture I would say that the government is the threat right now. The government is the great – the U.S. government, when I hear – when we have pro-terrorist people at the top of the CIA controlling the flow of information, controlling the – they control the analysis. No wonder we're missing. No wonder we're missing all the terrorist attacks that are happening. No wonder we're missing it. It's by design, either directly or indirectly. We're going to take a break. We come back. We are going to continue the discussion about the border because there's more news happening with that. Stay tuned. This is The Andrea Kay Show on AM 1170, FM 96.1, and streaming all over the world.
0: Andrea K, telling you like it is, while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. By the way, here's another little story you guys might not have heard of. Um, and and it says me, I don't know why uh, we didn't talk about it last night. Uh, you know, uh, I guess it's skipped my attention either. As well, Iran-backed hackers take control of Pennsylvania water station. Isn't that scary?
2: Yeah. You could say the that mun- again. I had no idea. Yeah.
1: yeah. The mun- Here's the story uh, as reported by Breitbart. The Municipal Water Authority of Pennsylvania town of Aliquipa announced on Saturday that one of its water stations was hacked by an Iran-backed criminal group called Cyber Avengers. They loaded the water stations, computer screens with messages saying down with Israel and every equipment made in Israel is cyber vengeance, legal Avengers, legal target. Really? Yep.
0: Wow. Uh, The Uh, station
1: attacked, attacked by the hackers as part of the water pressure system for raccoon and potter townships in Pennsylvania. I'm not sure why that water system was attacked, but let me tell you, um, alarms were triggered as soon as the system was compromised um and as according to the water authority the water quality of the two of the townships was never in serious danger but i don't know that i believe that their ability to hack in is quite the red flag to us isn't it
2: well yeah and and look any kind of automated computer system anything that touches software or hardware you're going to have vulnerabilities you can't make vulnerability free technology necessarily but i'm surprised maybe these these black hats uh were, were able to just crack the code i'm not sure how they were able to even do this but technically speaking but there's a million and a half ways to to break into a system or crack into a system if it's online or has anything to do with with the grid so to speak but it's just it goes to show you that this is um, – <laughs> it's, it's incredibly real, this threat that we're facing from the uh, mm-hmm. Iranian regime. It's not some abstract theory. It's not a bunch of McCarthyism. This is a regime that is all about destroying the West, like you said, not just about Israel, yep. but really we're the big Satan in their eyes, yep. the big infidel um, that they want to see you know collapse. What? And it's not
1: just Iran. It's the ideology that is shared by Iran, that is shared by uh, Hamas, that is shared by uh, ISIS, that is shared by the Taliban. It's shared by the same terrorist group that killed the Americans in Benghazi. I don't even remember the name of that group because G- uh, George W. Bush was stupid enough and liberal enough and corrupt enough that he you know, uh, made it all about al-Qaeda. Then, of course, after taking the United States over into Afghanistan, didn't even bother to try to, oh, I don't even think about Where Osama bin Laden is. I mean, one of the worst mistakes this country ever made was electing that piece of clump of cat litter as president of the United States. I said, around the time of about 2005, shortly into Iraq, we would have been better off with Al Gore. Um, So this is incredibly dangerous. The fact that they, these hackers could so easily get into our water system and our grid is absolutely exposed. You're right. Uh, they're always vulnerable. But when, and when you take into consideration that the U.S. government has at the highest levels of our central intelligence agency the people that people are supposed to be and the FBI, uh, the people that are supposed to be, uh, you know, manning the intelligence and protecting us against these attacks are our enemy and actually considering domestic, uh, the terrorists to be people who speak but school board meetings, uh, they're not necessarily – and then you add in the fact of that coupled with that is their partner in the um, climate change, new world order, great reset crowd that would love to see our grid attacked so that they could blame, uh, you know, cow farts for it and then, you know, continue to push for more climate change. Um, you know, it, it's an incredibly scary time.
2: Yeah, look and it's it just goes I think it proves the point that clearly this government it, obviously there are there are good people working at you know uh working in this administration working at the DOD working at the state department whatever. So I I think it's important to to state that there are good people doing good work, but writ large at this point the so-called expert class, the managerial elite, leadership, they really don't know what they're doing. They really have no idea. I mean, I guess it's it's a fine line because some part of me thinks that they do know what they're doing and it's all intentional. But uh, so I guess that's the question for you. Is it more malice or is it more incompetence? I mean, based on it's the words of Kamala Harris and Pete about- Buttigieg, it seems a lot like incompetence. Like our leadership literally just does not know how to lead or how to govern. But maybe it is, maybe they know exactly what they're doing because when Xi Jinping's coming to town, all of a sudden they can secure the streets of San Francisco. So maybe it is malice. I don't know. What do you think it is?
1: Well, it's it's malice. They hate the system of the United States of America and they're communist and some of them are true believers in communism and others just know that uh, if they ride the communist wave, uh, that the elites get to ride above the peasants and they're on board you know with being you know um, one of the elites. And, you know, um, I, I, there is a level of incompetence, but but not really. I mean, it's one of the reasons why it grates me when I they say Biden can't even secure the border. No, th- this is that is not, what's going on at the border is not incompetence. It's by design. Everything that's happening in this country is by design. They are intentionally running up $34 trillion in debt. They are intentionally inviting in. They are coordinating the invasion at the border. Let me give you another example. Let's go ahead and talk about the border. There's a report today uh, that in order to assist uh, the illegals coming across with the caravan, that they're coordinating with the Mexican government to give the GPS locations and coordinates for the illegals to know exactly where to go, where the razor wire has been lifted, so that they can have ease of entry into the United States. That's happening right now. GPS coordinates are being given to the illegals in the caravans coming here.
2: It, uh, it's, That's just so disgusting. It, yeah, and, it it, is. and it reminds me, though, of that story where, um, well, obviously, the Biden administration famously sued Texas. And there were there were Border Patrol agents that were lifting the razor wire so people yes. could sneak into the country illegally. Um, and, of course, it's usually you see the footage of it. It's it's not women and children who say, please, we need help. We're being persecuted at home. It's young men who are working age, fighting age, mm-hmm. who are, you know, smiling and laughing. And then they send videos of themselves back home and say, guys, guys, come on, you can come up here. It's totally OK. They just give you a piece of paper and a cell phone and a court date in 10 years. And they say, where do you want to go? Pick any city. We'll fly you out of San Diego International.
1: Mm-hmm. And we'll build microhomes in Chicago for you and we'll put you up in housing around the country. In fact, I want to play a clip of uh, from Disclose.TV uh, about what the cost to the United States taxpayers is every year for housing and care of these illegals.
0: We have new numbers, a new report from the
2: U.S. House Committee on Homeland Security Majority. They say the price tag per year
0: is $451 billion. That is both for the housing and care of the asylum seekers as well as those known gotaways.
1: Yep, $451 billion per year we can't afford this. It's called cloward piven. They're breaking the backs of this country. They know that they're coming here from socialist nations. They know that they're coming here and they're going to vote Democrat. They know that they're coming here and and, and, and they are so coordinating it. What happened with the razor wire, for example, getting back to that for a moment, a judge came in and told them you can't cut the razor wire. So they just went and used a bulldozer and started lifting it up to ease the passage. They're so intent on uh, fostering the invasion that in order to assist, because some of the people coming here are child traffickers. So in order to assist in the, in them bringing children over here to be sex trafficked and raped and um, put into uh, sex slaves that uh, the Biden administration got rid of DNA testing that would require somebody coming across with a child to take a DNA test to prove that they are, you know, that, that child's relative got rid of that. They know that j- the cartel members are bringing out, they've already brought enough fentanyl across to kill a three a, a third of uh, U.S. citizens and are pouring across. This is all by design. And the plan is, is to make them uh, uh, legal citizens. In fact, that is what Mayorkas... Actually, was talking about here. We've got a clip of him and his comments on what to do when he's asked with what to do with the millions of illegal immigrants already in the country. Sesame, so if you can play that clip.
0: Dealing with the undocumented uh, immigrants who are already here in the nation, and I know it's been a political football as to trying to figure out the best way to address that. But I'm going to ask you, what is the best way to address that from your perspective? The answer is quite clear and quite straightforward, and we've been waiting for it for about 30 years. And that is to fix a system that everyone agrees is fundamentally broken, and we need congressional action, both for uh, the lawful pathways uh, that really need to be more robust in statute and for the 12 million people who are here in the United States who have been contributing so fundamentally to our country's well-being. They're our neighbors, our friends, our fellow congregants. Uh, they provide our,
2: our frontline workers. Uh, we need to do something. And I, I am hopeful
0: and remain hopeful that Congress will do it.
1: First of all, That's a lie. I have been hearing about 11 million illegal aliens into this country since the 80s. We are probably, the the Biden administration alone has brought in approximately 10 million. So first of all, that's a lie. They know that there's probably around somewhere in the neighborhood of 45 to 50 million illegal aliens that have come into this country. From the ones that were initially granted amnesty, then all their families under family reunification, then all the refugees that have come here flooding across our southern border. Remember the, remember the Obama administration and all the unaccompanied minors? We're probably looking at 45 to 50 million illegals. And let me tell you, let's talk about their contributions. Um, hmm, are we going to start with the DUIs? So many DUIs here in the state of California that uh, prosecutors and judges started uh, moving them down to wet reckless so that they wouldn't be deported. Because so many DUIs killing Americans, like a little boy here in San Diego County that uh, I don't even, I don't know if he lived, but he was on life support after suffering a brain injury from an illegal alien who hit him head on really? after, um, uh, think, I think, how many times did he have a DUI? 11, something like that. Wow. Yeah. So was that the contributions they're talking about to the DUIs? Or what about the murders? Hmm. Maybe the fentanyl? Yeah, all these great contributions. Or what about the ones that uh, I guess we're supposed to be grateful for the ones that don't rape and murder Americans? Um, I guess we're supposed to be grateful for the ones that just suck up all the resources, take our kids' places in schools, um, take our – Taxpayer dollars, uh, for example, on Thanksgiving in New York City, eat up all the free Thanksgiving meals from the food bank, so the poor Americans in New York City don't get a meal on Thanksgiving. I guess we're supposed to be grateful for them. No, they, they, you do a Ben Franklin, the pros and cons. You do a balance sheet, and let me tell you, they are a drag on this country, and the Democrats know it. That's why they don't want you to know the absolute number of them coming here. There is no balance sheet that can make it okay economically, culturally, or from a national security standpoint. And it is time for us to stop what is broken in this country is our system of laws. And what we need is a Republican willing to stand up and say, this is wrong to the American people. It is breaking our backs and we need a deportation force. We know where these illegal aliens are and the time is to stop giving them benefits, to stop giving them driver's licenses, stop giving them any kind of dime and in-state tuition and on and on and on and we are going to find them and we are going to stop putting them on planes and flying them around the cities in the U.S. but fly them back to their hometown. That's what needs to happen. Going to take a break. When we come back, there's more to discuss. So stay tuned. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, FM 96.1, and streaming all over the world.
0: Andrea K., bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Angry K Show. Continuing our discussion about the border. Uh, You know, we played the clip last segment. If you missed it, don't forget our our podcast. Uh, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is making a hard pitch with lies for amnesty for all the illegal aliens in this country, which would be not the 12 million he mentioned, but closer to 45 to 50 million illegal aliens who would immediately be voting Democrat, forever turning the United States into a permanent uh, socialist communist country, which is what this is ultimately all about. And uh, I went on a rant and didn't get a chance to uh, get (laughs) before we had to take a break to get uh, my Padna Sesame Broccolini's position on this. I think that uh, we need somebody who can talk, who's not going to be worried about hurting anybody's feelings in the Hispanic community and to talk some truth about a deportation force. We have to save this country. And um, do you think do you think that could sell?
2: Uh, Honestly, I think it could. I don't know. At least in in certain circles, I I think most Americans would agree at this point that illegal immigration is a problem. It's Mm -hmm. very real. It's happening very quickly. And we don't have the resources to absorb 45 to 50 million people um, into our schools, into our into our um, our whole way of life, our communities. We are Mm -hmm. not prepared for it. We've been completely overrun. And the first two things on my mind are, number one, you can't have a country without borders, and that's never been mm-hmm. more clear to me in my whole life. I thought illegal immigration was bad growing up, um, but now the whole... Country is one giant border state, and it's also being conquered again. We don't have people coming mm-hmm. hat in hand, women and children who are sick and vulnerable. We have young, fighting aged men who are sitting around in airports waving flags from the socialist countries that they're fleeing. So, mm-hmm. I don't really have much empathy for that kind no. of a situation. Um, no, but, not at all. They are also, not
1: coming here to assimilate. They're this is a we're being conquered. This is an invasion, and this is who the Democrat Party is partnering with that ideology. And we need a Republican candidate, including Trump, to stop just talking off the off of randomly or whatever. He needs to give a speech specifically about this. He needs to speak to the black and brown community who are the who are the communities being hurt the most by this. I don't know if you remember, I played a clip last week of a gal in New York City, African American, Madeline Brame, Graham, I think her name is, or Brame, who was talking about the black and brown community going to be leaving the plantation because they are the communities in New York, for example, that are being so devastated by this it's the low it's it's not the limousine liberals uh that didn't get get didn't get a meal from the food bank that they needed on thanksgiving right it's the black and brown communities and that's who the republican party needs to be speaking to here in 2014 the african american community started peeling away from the democrats in 2014 because of barack obama and the open borders because whose jobs are they taking the jobs of the black and brown people here in this country. This, this is an issue that we absolutely can win. I pulled a clip that I want you to play Sesame Broccolini and it has to do with the border, but also with Ukraine and its new speaker, Mike Johnson. And I want you to play this clip and then we're going to discuss. Ukraine is, a,
2: is another priority. Of course, we can't allow Vladimir Putin to march through Europe, and we understand the necessity of assisting there. What we've said is that if there is to be additional assistance to Ukraine, which most members of, co- of Congress believe is important, We have to also work in changing our own border policy. And so there's been a lot of thoughtful negotiation ongoing uh, with that. I think most of our Senate colleagues recognize that those two things need to move together because we owe that to the American people. That's what they're demanding that we do. We owe this war with Russia to the American people. We owe them bloodshed. And yeah. this uh, I, I, I just I, so, so much of this uh, does not resonate with me. I, wh- what's your gut reaction?
1: Well, my gut reaction is he's trying to say that the American people are saying uh, you have to tie the border, the U.S. border with Ukraine funding. No, Mike Johnson, that's not what the American people are saying. The American people are saying secure the border and we don't want to continue to fund Ukraine. Bingo. That's what the American people are saying. He's trying to. What he's trying to do is he's trying to justify, like the establishment. He's a slick talker, homeboy from LSU. LSU grab that, that. That gave him a pass for about five seconds. Okay. <laughs> um, credit to his smarts, though, coming out of LSU, including LSU law school. Um, but you know, you know, you. I'm an old school saleswoman. Okay, salespeople don't want to see me coming on the car a lot because I, there's not a sales technique somebody's used that I haven't done and done better. He cannot sell me that this is that this is serving the american people. No, he cannot he cannot convince me of anything other than the fact he can't gaslight me into not recognizing that what's going on here is that the establishment republicans desperately want to give money to ukraine and so they're going to and and he's talking about we've got to deal with border policy. No border policy isn't the issue. Okay. Our immigration system isn't broken. That's liberal speak. I'm not going to be gaslit here. This is the Republican Party wanting to continue the money laundering scheme through Ukraine. And they're trying to throw us a crumb, throw us a little bone with the border down there. And I'm not buying it. Stop giving money to Ukraine and Zelensky. We, You know how much, when was the last, maybe we need to revisit the fact, Sesame Broccolini, that a huge amount of the money that's going over to Ukraine is subsidizing their small businesses. It's subsidizing farmers. It has nothing to even do with the war effort. That should not be happening in this country. It's one thing to have supported it initially. They should not get another dime. And that's the message that we need to give to the Republican Party.
2: This government is just so – they're way too hawkish when it comes to taking our money from us by force via ta- taxation um, and other forms of taxation like inflation. That's mm-hmm. a whole other issue and sending it to non-tax-paying citizens and then telling us it's for the greater good and we mm-hmm. owe it to them. That's how you lose the republic. The only thing the U.S. government really is obligated to do is to serve the American people. That's how this country works and right, right now it's – we're clearly not – not the priority we haven't been for a while obviously but i do just want to point this out look border security it's not rocket science you don't need a bunch of people with fancy degrees and diplomas to figure this out trump had a good idea with putting up a border wall it turns out walls work um just ask ancient china so it's it really is unfortunate that it has to be this complicated because they act like they're trying to cure cancer when really this is very simple you listen to the people who are coming into this country right now what are they chanting they're chanting biden 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 he's left the border wide open he gave them the opportunity to waltz on in so that's what they're doing so take away that opportunity close the border it's not rocket science
1: and by the way, this whole thing about uh, you know we can't let Putin march across Russia. Putin ain't marching across Russia. <laughs> that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, man. They think we're so stupid. These neocons do.
2: I think that's they exactly think what they so think. We're so
1: stupid, and I'm tired of being. I'm tired of being patronized. I'm tired of the condescension. I'm tired of people peeing on my leg and tell me it's raining. Okay. There should not be another dime to Ukraine. Here's the message from the American people, Speaker Johnson. Not another dime to Ukraine, period. And oh, by the way, the the issue is not a border policy. The issue is we're not enforcing our laws. We've got people coming here illegally and we've got a Biden administration encouraging it and enabling. It. And by the way, the Republican Party w- refused to impeach Mayorkas. The Republican Party has told me over and over and over again, they want the 50 million illegals that are coming into this country. They're the priority to the Republican Party as much as they are to the Democrats, and we're not stupid. I was just saying that if, if the Republican Party gave a crap about this country, we would have a strong Republican up there, and Trump needs to do it, and deliver a speech that, that talks about the devastation that's happening to this country in excruciating detail because of the border and that it is no longer about securing the border that absolutely must happen but there must be a deportation force because we cannot assume these 50 million people into our country not at 33 34 trillion dollars in debt we don't have the housing for it the we don't have the money for it the american people do not have the the the, the obligation to pay for it I'm gonna take a break final segment of tonight's andrew k show coming up
0: K. Dynamite in a dress or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her. She's on the answer, San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. show. So today, shifting gears uh, from the border, uh, there was a memorial service for former First Lady Rosalind Carter in Atlanta today. Um, I have mixed feelings about the service. First of all, I just um, I was saddened to see former President Carter wheeled in. And I'm not a fan of Carter. In fact, the only thing I have to to thank him for is that he flipped uh, a lot of Southerners from voting Democrat to voting Republican, my parents included. Um, I I just uh, I don't know that that was his choice. I almost considered it elder abuse uh, for him today. Uh, I don't know that that's befitting of a former president to be seen in that state. Um, That being said, the main thing that struck me was accidentally, I didn't watch any of the service, but images and videos kind of popping up in feeds today. Another thing that struck me was two of the most odious people in country music, Trisha Yearwood and Garth Brooks. Remember uh, Garth Brooks left his wife for Trisha Yearwood. Anyway, uh, they sang at the memorial service, Imagine. And if you listen to the lyrics of the John Lennon song, Imagine, uh, it's so lefty. Imagine there's no borders, basically, and imagine there's no religion. Um, I thought that was an absolutely bizarre choice for a memorial service. Um, maybe Democrats don't pay attention to the lyrics, or maybe they, they maybe they don't have the reading comprehension to even understand what they meant. The other thing I thought was interesting was the pro-Pal, and I, I have to laugh. Jimmy Carter was famous for defending Hamas. He called them a humanitarian group, and yet the pro-Palestinians, uh, protesters, stood outside the memorial service today, chanting, accusing Biden of genocide. So me if you can play the clip. Maybe that maybe uh the Carter family didn't care that they were disruptive to a memorial service for a former first lady. Um it, it absolutely appalling behavior, by the way, regardless of what they're there to protest. Um, you know, it's absolutely despicable to do that at any memorial service, and I'm certainly no fan of the Carters. Um, but also, it just goes to show how completely mind-numbingly stupid these pro-Palestinian people are. They're just a bunch of terrorists. Your thoughts, Sesame?
2: I just, it's it's like there is no there is nothing that is too low. For these uh, – yeah. I don't even want to say free Palestine because that implies that Palestine is being held hostage and that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these protesters are just so nasty these days and uh, maybe there's always been some activists that were willing to go this far, this kind of Michael Moore radical stuff, really confrontational and in your face and, and all the inappropriate – most inappropriate times I should say. But just the the fact that somebody is – Somebody's soul's gone to heaven. A a human being has passed away. You know, that's the circle of life. And and this display of just selfish, radical activism is it's just so nasty. But I guess it's kind of par for the course these days. I I don't know. This is what happens when you don't raise people to have any sort of manners or any sort of respect for each other or any sort of respect for human life. I mean, it's just... Um,
1: all right, we've got another hour of the Andrea K. Show coming up. Tuesdays means uh, news you can use in uh, GQ with whack, quack and the whack crazy law stories. We've got some economic updates to give to you guys. And did you know that there is a viral TikTok trend going on right now? A quiz that can determine whether or not you and your partner are really meant for each other? It's not too soon to take that quiz and figure it out. We've got more Andrea and Caesha coming up. Don't go away.